Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Adventure Time, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. And John McKenna. Hi, everybody. Today, Sam, John, and I will be discussing the first three episodes of this new uh, episode week of Adventure Time. Uh, We're going to be talking Abstract, Ketchup, and Fiona and Cake and Fiona. That aired, uh, this is coming out Wednesday, Fiona and Cake Fiona aired tonight. The other two aired Monday, Tuesday, and they've all been up on the CN app all week. Um, We'll be covering the last two uh, new episodes that are airing this week, um, which I think this is supposed to be like a pseudo season finale week but the season i don't even want to say what season it would be because the season designations are getting all weird um but yeah we're talking these three episodes tonight then on friday we'll have up whispers and three buckets uh yeah so check out uh, all of our content on overlyanimated.com we've been covering adventure time more regularly as we head down the final stretch um at some point of the show and uh yeah we'll have uh we have a bunch of stuff there subscribe to us our uh our Adventure Time only uh, iTunes feed is also at OverlyAnimated.com. So uh, let's get into these three episodes. Abstract, Ketchup, Fiona and Cake and Fiona. Um, Sam, what did you think of all three of them in general and uh, which stood out to you the most? Uh, in general, I don't know. They seem pretty run-of-the-mill. Like, I don't know. Especially, like, I'm not really a big fan of the Fiona and Cake episode. So that one is just like a real write-off to me. Um, the other two are alright. Uh, Ketchup was the one I felt most about. I thought it was adorable. You felt most connected to it? Yes, connected. I I loved it. Is, I'm not about Fiona and Cake episodes a blasphemous statement to the Adventure Time fandom. I'm not, I'm not sure. No. I feel like that might be blasphemous. I mean, maybe like, (laughs) I don't know, five, six years ago when like the first like Fiona and Cake. That's true. It's been, it's been a while. came out. So like, it doesn't matter. Like they're just like, eh, it doesn't matter. What do you think overall of the quality of the three? Uh, Okay. Medium, they says Sam. Okay. They're okay. Yeah, that, okay. That, thanks for interpreting yeah, that as medium. That's that's uh, medium. Okay. Uh, John, what about you? What do you think of all three of them in general and which stood out to you? I actually quite liked all of them. It was, uh, it sort of felt like classic Adventure Time. We had the the kind the kind of sort of psychedelic episode with Abstract, <laughs> though I liked how, but I liked how they toned it down a little bit, which is ironic because for a title called Abstract, it was probably the least abstract of those kind of episodes, but I appreciate that because it made it easier to follow. Ketchup was just adorable because you saw Marceline and Bimo. Bimo had probably the best vampire hunter getup I've seen in a while. That was <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, and Fiona, Cake, and Fiona was probably the weakest of the three for me, mostly because it started off, I started dreading it the moment I saw that old lady as Fiona because I'm like, Oh no, don't tell me they're going to merge the universes. The, I'm still confused on how it ended, and I'm not sure if it's the good kind of confused where <laughs> I think there's more. It's confused as in, wait, what? Huh? Huh? Coming in? Uh, what did they just do? Back up, back up. Uh, building in here. But other than that, I, I liked them. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I thought these were three solid episodes of the show. I'm not crazy in love with abstract or catch up, but I think they're they're definitely solid. 
Um, Ketchup's like a hard episode to evaluate. I love the Bimo and Mar- Marceline interactions, but I didn't love the stories themselves. Um, Why not? I, I love the artwork. I did love the art style, yeah, but they were just kind of simplistic and you know on purpose. Obviously, it's all on purpose. Uh, like they're clear what they're going for, but um, it's not like deep narrative or anything. I did, I did like the uh, animation style of both of them for sure. Um, Fiona and Cake and Fiona, I really liked it. Uh, I'm generally a fan of the Fiona and Cake episodes, and I loved this one. Um, what John is talking about, like how you don't like don't understand like what happens at the end. I loved it. I love the plot implications of what happened. If we're gonna get into it, like I really want to talk about <laughs> the Adventure Time world implications of what happened here. Um, just in general, I think it's like a really put well put together episode. Um, and like a, a really interesting direction to take the Fiona and Cake series. It's like okay, that's not another played for straight episode of uh of that series it's uh incorporating it into the real world and we also get like three minutes of uh fiona and cake adventures as well so that one i really enjoyed um but yeah i think all of these are good and um yeah i think the the sh- the, the quality of adventure time in general is very high right now and and the the this week's episodes uh demonstrate that uh let's i don't know what the lead story here is in in terms of plot um there's a few each episode has a big plot takeaway so we could start with that like what are the implications on the overall adventure time universe uh like abstract um is the direct follow-up to the end of elements we see the blue jake and then by the end he's back to yellow normal jake where he learns a lesson i guess different yet the same uh Sam, what did you think of this uh, kind of like philosophical takeaway that Jake had from the abstract episode? And what do you think of like turning him back yellow so soon? I think it was wrapped up too neatly. Like, to be honest, mm. I, I I don't think it should have been like that at all. I think, you know, there's a lot to say about, you know, philosophical things and like, you know, inside, outside, same, blah, 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 whatever. But I don't know. It's just we just got all that buildup at the end of Elements for nothing, almost. Like if you're just gonna change it back the next episode, you know, at least like keep them blue for a little while. You know what I mean? Yeah, we lasted about uh, ten minutes there. <laughs> ten minutes of Blue Jake. Yeah, we didn't get to like see like like we saw some people's like reactions, but it was I don't know. Yeah, who cares? I think Root Beer Guy had the best uh, Blue Jake reaction. Of uh, it's like oh you're fine no you wait you're Jake <laughs> like, uh, I, I enjoyed that um, John too soon uh, to revert back to old Jake I was expecting it to be quick but I didn't expect it to be this quick so in a sense I do agree with Sam I thought the message was pretty good in the end it's different but the same because you have to remember Jake was still Jake through this whole time he wasn't possessed he wasn't he really wasn't anything other than just himself only his exterior had changed really and. I do feel like we have been a little bit cheated out because we know the consequences of Jake's birth and that this was sort of the next step in that. It would, Jermaine referenced it. it. We had seen that in uh, Joshua Mark investigations for seasons back. So I am a little disappointed, but I thought the message was pretty good. And the episode itself still kind of got that point across. So I think they, they nailed it on the message. I'd like to see maybe two or three more episodes, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what the point of doing that is if we're just going to revert them next episode um like it's 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 supposed to be the big this big takeaway from from elements it, it, even if it's not supposed to be this big takeaway at least uh it, it's at the end and it's the only consequence of what happened um and then we're just reverting him back next episode 
I, I, I agree. I like the, the kind of thematically the message of what happened in this episode. And I do think this is a good use of this uh, kind of plot vehicle. Uh, but it seems very fast. I don't overall, I don't super care the, that like, so what? Uh, okay. He, he changed back to fast. It's not, it's not that big of a deal, but you know, I, I, I think we all expected it to last a little bit longer. I find myself not really caring a lot about Jake episodes. I don't know. It's just a lot of Jake's personality as a character is way too like mellow and way too like, eh, whatever. And I don't know. I just don't think too much go with the flow. He's too, too Jake, you know? And like, he just acts like, you know, nothing is really ever a problem. And like, in this case, you know, maybe that's true, but like, with everything else, it's just like his lack of conflict just just makes me unattached to him, and I don't know. Yeah, that's I, my feel. That's how you get your feelings on. Yeah, I'm. I can't really uh, speak for Jake. I'm. Jake's always been not my favorite. So, uh, John, how do you feel about how Jake's uh, been used in the series recently, and like this Jake episode in particular? It's in keeping with how he's been throughout the whole show. Uh, I mean, of course, Jake needs to be sort of the cool, calm, collected uh, character because you have Finn, who is just constantly running around all over the place trying to get into adventures, getting very emotional. So you, you need that in order to, you need Jake to temper Finn. You need Finn to temper Jake. So I never I didn't really see any real problem with that. And, you know, Jake goes with it. I mean, why wouldn't he? he I mean, OK, he's blue. He's got five eyes. But so what? He likes that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe if likes is too strong of a word, but why wouldn't he flow with that? It's a good. It's kind of a good reinforcing thing that he's that it's a that he's going with the flow. He's enjoying it. He's you know he's accepting life as it comes to him, rather than trying to freak out about it or trying to maniacally change it as Finn would. So I I, I think that's a really good trait of his character. Does it hold? And it holds up even when he has his own solo episode. Yeah, it's a good point. Do you think that, like, this takeaway from Jake here is just emblematic of Jake's character overall? Like, that the message is uh, that he's, like, still him and, like, going with the flow type of thing? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I I think that's an interesting interpretation. Um, Sam, definitely a question for you here, which is that this episode uh, uses this abstract painting metaphor to uh, kind of communicate uh, Jake's uh, philosophical uh, lessons from him being blue. Um, Just, you know, like as as our art expert, what do you think of how uh, abstract uh, art was incorporated into this episode and how it related to the, the themes? Um, well, abstract art and like its basic, you know, definition is just, you know, an abstraction of something, right? Um, it really depends on like what the movement is that we're talking about, depending like, you know, what it's actually about. Like acts for abstract expressionism, for example, was just like an expression of people's like abstract feelings, you know, Jackson Pollock, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think it was a, an interesting metaphor and way to learn in this episode. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting that you know they say, "Oh, Jermaine, you know you paint landscapes. You don't paint abstract paintings. Uh, something must be wrong with Jermaine if he's painting uh, abstract." Uh, blah blah blah. And I I thought what Jermaine was saying about how you know. 
eventually like the landscapes stopped becoming that and they just became shapes and i i think that was something that really hit to like the point mm-hmm. yeah but um, yeah I, for some reason when i saw when i saw that scene and i saw him paint that it remind i don't know sam you could probably uh either clarify or disagree with this please because i actually really was really looking forward to your art history interpretation of this episode <laughs> but it no, i'm serious like it reminded me of pablo picasso a little bit he started off as a very classically trained painter he did very conventional portraits and stuff like that and then as time went on they became more and more discombobulated and more abstract i kind of got that vibe with germaine well yeah it, it was um picasso has like this famous quote out there it's like uh, it took me, you know, all my life to learn how to paint like a child. Uh, like, yeah, if you look at Picasso's work, like when he was 14, 15, he was painting like really realistic portraiture. And if you look at his work later in life, it's like just a lot of shapes and squiggles, all that. So I think. Like he uh, wasn't as abstract as yeah, yeah. Germain was being, but yeah, I'm not um, even sure what the proper term of his movement was, but. Uh, Picasso was like a cubist um, oh. for for the most part. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's interesting. It's interesting to just figure out, like, in the art world, usually, like, what people on the outside praise, and, like, a lot of people within the art world praise as well, is, um, more, uh, realistic interpretation over just, you know, abstraction. And as, I, I my personal theory, I don't really remember if this is actually how it went, you know, as sort of a photography became a thing, you know, down went, uh, you know, landscape and portraiture paintings and came up um, abstraction. Of course, there were things happened like a World War One, uh, Dadaism sprung from that, futurism, all this stuff. So it's, you know, it's very interesting to see how art has, like, moved on and how artists sort of evolve over time and, like, how paintings become more about feelings than they do about representing an image. Interesting. Yeah, I think that it's an interesting vehicle to use for uh, the themes in this episode. And um, yeah, so you, one of your big takeaways, like what Jermaine said, rings true from, you know, just it's they stop looking like what they were. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes more about just like a feeling, a feeling. or like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. Um, yeah. And so that's a heavy component of the episode. And also, uh like that's how we get the the takeaway with like the painting floating around his head at the end. Um, for some reason, I thought that was that was interesting. I really like the mountain painting, by the way. You you you're you're a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really like any of the other ones, but I like the mountain. Okay, one. cool. Yeah. So that yeah, that's that's good. I'm glad we got our art history segment into uh, about no this problem. I, I I don't have a degree for nothing. <laughs> Art degree going to use here, yeah. Uh, what is, how about the use of Jermaine um, in in this episode, uh, John? What do you think of him as a character and how he was incorporated here? You know, it, ever since I started watching Steven Universe, I can't watch Jermaine without immediately going to Greg. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> he sounds. Just, I was telling like, Dylan this. He sounds just like Greg. Yeah. Well, it's the same guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is just a bit unfortunate because you do sort of wish that. Uh, Jermaine could be just a Tom Shelby could bring something just a little bit more different to Jermaine so that you could have that distinction. But uh, using Jermaine, I think it helped a bit because 
having him there, you know, the fact that he was actually now doing abstract painting, it did sort of help color uh, Jake's transition into being this blue five-eye monster where the essence of who he is is still there, just like how the essence of a mountain is still in the painting that he was doing. And things do change, but as long as the, was it, the center of one's soul remains the same, that's really all that matters. And it, I think it took Jermaine to have to get that uh, to get that through because he has he does think like that. He has that uh, grounding, and he does throughout in his art. So I so I really I think he did add a lot of uniqueness to Jake's problem, and it was really a way that only someone like Jake's brother could help him with. Like Finn couldn't help him with it. Lady Ranicorn couldn't help him with it. It really had to be. Uh, a close sibling to Jake to get him through that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Jermaine was a, is a good choice as someone close to Jake, kind of like one of the only possible choices uh, at this point. But, um, you know, I don't remember. I never remember too much about his character, but I, th- I thought he was uh, it was an interesting portrayal here. He's a Greg Dog AU. Yep. Greg Dog AU. That's Sam's new fic. It's also not, not, not like an like not like a musician, but an artist. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Like very slightly different <laughs> to you. Yeah. Um, also in this episode, we get a zombie root beer guy, which I enjoyed. We have Lady, Rainicorn, uh, trying to change Jake's color. Um, we have uh, James, uh, which I vaguely remember a previous episode about. Oh, James. Yeah. There are like a couple of episodes about him. and The last one, like combining them into one thing, I guess. I don't. Yeah. It was like he kept everything. He was a soldier. He kept dying, but they but every time Princess Bulgum would save a piece so that he could be turned into another clone. And then he figured out every time he did that, he'd get more and more medals. So they basically <laughs> created a bunch of clones. He basically created a bunch of clones himself so that he could make medals. They then got smushed together at some point in some accident. So PB was like, okay, that's enough. Here's a medal for everything you've done. Go protect the wasteland. Don't bug me anymore. And that's what he was doing. Okay, yeah, still, still protecting the wasteland. I do remember enjoying that one. I should, I should rewatch that. It was, just, it was just such a weird, odd episode, yeah. but it was so hilarious just to see how PB got madder and madder as time went on. Yeah, um, just some random cameos, I guess, as we continue to go through our list of characters towards the end of the show. Uh, we had the Wall of Water, which I like this dialogue exchange. Uh, the Wall of Water, like a waterfall. No, the thing I said says James. <laughs> Um, we had Bryce, who I don't remember at all. If that, if that was... He was the he was the demon in the cellar that Jermaine kept behind the force field with that tape. Okay, that was kind of recently. I should probably remember that. Yeah, gotcha. He's in six, I believe. Okay, so I, I see. Yeah, um, uh, I think I thought a notable story quote was "Dad told me you might go through some changes someday." Said Jermaine. Um, not really clear on any of what the what in like what's happening, but. Um, Seems to be at least somewhat expected. We had like Jake's like shapeshifter dad in the dreams, but not clear how real that is. It was like he was like Jermaine was in a dream, but then it was the same thing in IRL. So <laughs> I don't know what to take away, but very somewhat of an abstract episode, uh, as as the title would imply. But yeah, so uh... no, no, yeah. So there you go. There's there's abstract. Uh, good stuff there. Certainly a lot to uh, a lot that we got into there. Let's talk catch up. Um, which I guess is catch up because catch up like they say that like in two seconds of dialogue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's catch up. Yeah. So our big uh, story takeaway is Marceline's mother in uh, 
the pictures on this flash drive uh, that BMO portrays. Uh, we don't really learn anything about her, but uh, young Marcy and her mom are there. Uh, what, they definitely went to the beach once. They went to the beach once. What do you think of this, Sam? Uh, the, her mom or just the episode? Her, no, uh, her mom. Ah, uh, her mom's cool. You know, she's nice. She seems nice. I don't know. The beach is fun. Rebecca Sugar. Yeah. Yep. Uh, John. I wonder how, like, how, like, Marceline happened. Yeah. This is a, this is a good uh, question. <laughs> I think that was kind of established. She's half human, half demon. No, but, like, mom... how did that happen? Chance encounter? Romantic fate? I don't right. know. Is it... <laughs> What are the specifics here? Yeah, I agree. I wonder if we will how much we'll be addressing. What do you think of the uh, pictures of Marcy's mom, John? Adorable, and it is sort of like the last piece of Marceline that has not been addressed by the show yet. It's her relationship with her mother, and I'm glad they're touching on that because we don't know anything about her beyond that she's a human and is voiced by Rebecca Sugar. So and it was kind of and. It was sweet to see that after all those years. You could really see the, fit, the look on Marceline's face. And it was it was touching. Like, she really does miss... She misses her mother. She really wants to know more about her. And I thought that was a great, great scene. Yeah. I was... I was, I, I was it was great. I was potentially expecting a little more of a story movement there. But uh, it was also nice to just get that. Instead, we get BMO's Moon Lady uh, story. Which was fine. That was nice. It was nice, yeah. Let's talk the three the three stories that we get in this episode. So the first one is Bimo's retelling of islands, um, involving like a giant cat and stuff. Uh, what do you think of this one, Sam? It didn't happen. Well, yeah, none of so it's wrong. None of these are exact. They 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 discuss the <laughs> this in the episode. <laughs> the Bimo's like it's emotionally uh, truthful. Not really, Fimo. Like, <laughs> wake up. Um, it was all right. I like the art style. Uh, cats, they're cool. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, John. Uh, I was trying in my head. I was trying to figure out if th- how well this related to the episode Orb, but I guess in Bimo's eyes, because we know Bimo has just a vivid imagination. That's probably how it went down in- to him. So I thought it was it was enjoyable. It was. I just like the cat going, hi, I'm Tim. Yeah. Just really, it was, it was all right. I, I liked it. It actually followed the episode fairly closely. The one, the, well, as far as close as like something that abstract could be. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'd noticed, and I was bugging this, he notices there's a, bl- he said, there's a blue jay and the blue jay is just going, whoa. Oh it, yeah. Wasn't that a Mordecai? Yeah. It yeah. It looked like Mordecai. Yeah. <laughs> that I like, I think that was an actual deliberate tip of the hat to a regular show. I thought that was cute. It's sort of like the two long-standing Cartoon Network shows giving each other a high five. Yeah, I guess what that's what that was. That was very weird <laughs> to, to see. Um, I, I enjoyed the style of this one. It was it was very interesting artistically. In terms of the content, I didn't take much away, but um, I liked the different animation styles on all these dreams. Um, next, we have uh, Marceline's puppet retelling of Elements, um, where we have the actually as actual puppets, then we go into the like that we like zoom into the puppets themselves as their own thing. What do you think of Marcy's like rock star girl, lollipop girl, Sam? Loved it. Wanted more. Wanted you want a whole? Do you want a whole episode of this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, oh, uh, can never have enough of that rock star girl and lollipop girl. Is the rock star girl, your fave character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, no, I, no. Didn't I say lollipop girl was? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I think I did when we did our list the other day. Okay. 
Lollipop World's your fave. Gotcha. Uh, John, what do you think of this one? Um, I like the art style. It reminded me so much of Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, weekend, weekend City, uh, where clocks are illegal and everyone is chill as, he- chill as heck, which sounds really awkward. I feel like the writers knew what they wanted to say and realized, oh, crap, we can't say that. This is a cartoon. But, um, yeah, it I was definitely an interesting story. It sort of fills in what happened in the Candy Kingdom before Finn and Jake and Bimo landed, where I guess Marsley did actually try to stop uh, Patient St. Pym, uh, got the antidote, but by then it was too late, and she just sort of surrendered because she couldn't fight it. Uh, uh, I like tragically romantic. Yeah, so I, the puppet thing, again, I like the art style, but um, I didn't take a ton away from the actual story. Uh- so why does she have potatoes in her house? They're not red. It's a good question. What? Why does she have any food that isn't red in her house? That doesn't make any sense. People visit. <laughs> I guess so. As she makes potatoes. I don't offer food. my guests food because it's my food. I only buy food for me. This is uh, I, I yeah. How many visitors does Marceline get? I guess we go sometimes to her house, like every two seasons. <laughs> so I guess that's when we need food for every every two like seasons. Finn, probably well, Finn comes by. Maybe PB drops by every once in a while. Ice King will invade at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, Ice, Ice King's probably sometimes welcome, but yeah, uh, and even though not he would probably not know it but yeah uh i so i that that was that was good i, I that's how we brought uh patients back into the story there's all these uh it's like all these voice actors are going to be in this week of episodes i think adam mudoj we did and um it's like oh wow all these characters are coming back patients coming back because lauren lap's going to be there nope but uh, it's like in this weird story retelling and also it was true of uh well i guess i won't spoil for next two episodes how this incorporates there too yeah but um a lot of uh potential plot movement that was just kind of these weird flashback type things um so yeah enjoy the puppet one and then we had the bmo uh moon lady thing at the end which was uh nicely animated as well um other elements of the episode, Marceline's bass song in the beginning. Um, thoughts, Sam? If she does look the amp, she wouldn't like the taste because she would get electrocuted. Yeah, probably not a, smart, not a smart move to, to, to look the amp, I agree. Hot takes on cold foods. Amps. Oh, is, am- is amps the yeah, is amps the choice? Don't for, eat them. Don't eat them. Okay. I would say ketchup. Yeah, probably. Yeah, ketchup. That's another, ketchup's another good ketchup. I like ketchup a lot. Okay. I eat it with pretty much everything. Yeah, I agree on that. Um, Beam, I like, I love Bimo's in, uh, entrance wanting to hunt, uh, vampires. Um, just six months late on that. I am the guy who hunts those guys, says Bimo. I love that. Uh, it's nice to get like a timeline on these things. Yeah, it is. That's true. We've, we've had a lot of weird miniseries stuff. So the stake six months ago noted. Um, I also hunt data recovery, says Bimo. Um, I love the flash drive percentage bar. Uh, going up and it's like it's gonna take a while i thought that was very funny um the way they they drew that out um then we have uh oh we we say normies at one point um during the uh puppet story which i would like to officially condemn the use of normies in adventure time don't say that word (laughs) um why no not uh no uh weird weird like uh reddit yeah reddit 4chan type culture with normies no thank you um that's it's like a reference to that but um and then the ending not believable i guess uh says uh says bimo i think it's the, uh, about uh marcy's story yeah so there you go um anything else from catch up i thought i like i like that it's setting up probably the story of marceline and her mother i think that's the biggest takeaway that it's probably gonna start getting 
being addressed more often. And there is an episode called Hansen and Marcy that's supposed to happen later on in the season. So that should come into focus. Yeah. Presumably we will get back to this and this is the only beginning. So very ex- excited for more Marceline's mom and our shows coming back. Uh, let's talk Fiona and cake and Fiona. Um, so the story takeaway from this one <laughs> is that uh, Fiona and cake was a real television show from the past. And uh, it is being actually beamed into Ice King's head every night. Uh, so does this make any sense, Sam? Which part? All of that. All of all parts. I mean, I guess like it's just kind of like a funny haha. It was a thing in the past. And now it's happening now sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I just, the beaming in the head thing was kind of. We'll probably figure out who's doing it. You know, you know what? It's probably Betty. No, Betty's dead, isn't she? I don't know where Betty is. Oh, someone, I someone could be beaming at yeah, themselves. That's true. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John, what do you think of this? Maybe it's me. Maybe it's I'm you. Yeah, I think it. you're beaming it. Uh, John, what do you think of this takeaway that Fiona and Cake was real? Uh, the, 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 the fact that he has his, those ideas beaming into his head actually makes sense because... I was going to assume that actually is possible in Adventure Time that someone could be beaming specific ideas into into other people's heads. But the part that didn't make sense was the idea of Fiona Cake as a TV series. I'm still racking my brain on that. Buy buy or sell as that being plausible. You're selling. Oh God, Um, I'm gonna sell just be no. I like I feel like I have to buy it because it's been established by more than just ice by more by someone other than ice king but i'm selling it as a good idea because <laughs> i'm just thinking it's like wait so adventure time has its own adventure time what yeah, yeah like a thousand years in the past but that and, and, and i in the words of finn in this episode i have like a bazillion questions right now <laughs> yes I love that he Finn like a bazillion question that he just gets knocked out of the way and is not a part of the rest of the episode. That's very funny to me. Um, I am buying this being funny and selling its plausibility because uh, it makes no sense that Fiona and Cake would have been a real TV show and now it, everything happens to have been the same now except it's gender swapped and all the details are the same. It makes no sense um, unless somehow these past radio waves are like affecting how people behave in the present. I feel like that's the only way, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the, the role of fate. I don't know. Hasn't a TV show ever taken a detail from your life? Yeah, but every, was, like, every too, single like, detail is the yeah. same. So uh, no, it may, it, it's just all a giant coincidence. Uh, I think it's very funny, but uh, well, maybe it has to do with like time travel. Maybe somebody's, saw Finn oh, and Jake okay. and I was like oh yeah, we gotta bring and then them. they travel back in time to make a successful TV show that's, there you that's go true. Sam figured it out Actually, that's a good point it would have to bring time travel in and then that would make sense um, I don't think we're in, I guess I don't think we're going to address this again I think it's just a funny concept that we're throwing in there it feels very adventure timey to have this part of the canon um, although yeah it makes, makes zero sense um, I love the beaming into the Ice King's head joke at the end 
um, in the beginning of the episode, um, it's like, how do you get your ideas? Like the st- typical stupid uh, book talk question. It's like, I get beamed in my head like everything else. Uh, and then it actually is what happens at the end. That's that's What are the other ideas that get beamed into his head? Like, uh, like everyone else. Yeah, I guess it doesn't imply that all the ideas, but yeah, he thinks that's how everyone gets ideas. And it's also just a great satirical takedown of like the concept of like a muse. Um, I, I, I don't know, like artistic inspiration just coming to you and it just taps. I love it. I, this is one of the, one of the funniest things the show has done for me in a while. Um, it's, 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 it's really good. And I love this as being part of the Fiona and Kate canon, uh, cause it's just so ridiculous. Um, just this whole, this whole episode's, uh, like sense of humor is very good. Like really worked for me, uh, just to like kicking Finn out of the way and, uh, and, uh, just Ice King, uh, the like belligerent, like, uh, book reader. Like I am very open to criticism, says Ice King. I love that. I want to like start playing that <laughs> during, uh, <laughs> during the, I want that as a sound clip for the podcast when, uh, people critique us. Yeah. That, I, that's me. And, uh, it's, it's, I, I just the, the whole, yeah, the whole episode sense of humor was so good. And it's, this is, this is a, this is such a bonkers episode, but I think it really works. Um, it's what thoughts on this Fiona and cake, uh, like, I guess it's supposed to be a past TV episode, but the, their, their mummy adventure. Uh, that turns out to be the uh, Queen of Ooh, Sam. Mm. Did you like that uh, reveal? Kind of dumb. <laughs> you don't like Queen of Ooh? I don't like King of Ooh. Why would I like Queen of Ooh? Queen of Ooh much better than King of Ooh. IMO. Also, I honestly, given like the like, you know how they do the small like week episode promo things on Tumblr or whatever, the little drawing drawings. Mm-hmm. Um, given that it was like Abra, Abra Danielle, yeah, Abra Danielle. <laughs> Um, I thought it was gonna be them, but it wasn't. So I was like, okay, whatever, bye. Yeah, like, Africa <laughs> in there for one second. Yeah. Um, what do you, John? What do you think of the Fiona and Cake adventure? Like the actual video parts of it. It it, it was interesting. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty good. It felt like a. It did feel like a sort of the gender swap version of Adventure Time, as it should be. Uh, the Queen of Ooh, I enjoyed. She's definitely nicer than the King of Ooh in that she's not actually trying to seize control of the Candy Kingdom or whatever it's called at that point. I like the joke to the Breakfast Kingdom where there's on- there's long lines on the weekends, which any millennial who goes out to brunch could yeah, probably relate like to. Too, yeah. TBH, TBH. I work the breakfast shift at a restaurant during the weekends. It's not busy at all, so... <laughs> Okay. Just so you know. Maybe you just needed better muffins. Yeah. We don't have muffins. (laughs) That was the problem. Well, that's why. (laughs) Uh, But I liked the story. It was, it was interesting. The, the mummy was fat. The mummy was fascinating. I pretty, I liked how they have the, I liked how they kept a lot of the touch, the, the subtle touches, like the treasure vestibule, not the treasure room. So I thought it was good. I am, however, a little disappointed that they are going down the TV route because I was such a huge fan of the idea of the Fiona and Cake shows as a way of getting in the minds of characters. I thought that was one of its strongest assets. And to see that get ripped up, I'm a little, I'm not quite, I'm not terribly happy about that. I thought it was such a really neat addition to the show and that they're just sort of discarding it like that. So do you not like that um, these aren't, like, Ice King's original ideas? It doesn't say anything about Ice King himself? Right, yeah. I like – I don't like that it's an actual 
living thing within this universe rather than a parallel universe in which not just Ice King, but in the past it was LSP, Mars and Marceline could impart their view of their place in ooh, their their feelings towards other characters into the Fiona and Cake series and have it be just a little bit different. That that allowed viewers to learn so much about those characters in how they feel they relate into the world. And that's, I thought, was why Fiona Cake existed. It was a way of putting your thoughts down and your perspectives in a way that wasn't consequential in the universe, but it was also a good way of understanding characters. And I'm kind of upset that it's, you know, it's A, it's a living thing, and B, it might just be a TV show that Ice King is just taking and running with. Yeah, I think that's a valid point because I think just the, the, this kind of like takes away from the original concept of Fiona and Cake, which is that, um, it's just like people like writing their fanfics about Finn and Jake, um, which I think is just very funny, uh, like that they turned it into that and this does subvert that. But, um, I think that that, well, you know, I think that that kind of still stands and this is just like a funny conclusion to this episode. I don't think it's creepy to write fanfic about real people. Well, yeah, you shouldn't do that, obviously. No shipping real people. No, no, uh, fanfic about IRL people. But, um, I think that still stands. I think this is just like a funny twist on this one episode and they won't roll with this again. I think it'll revert back, but, um, I, I think that's a valid point. I could see that. But they said it was a TV show, though. You can't really just put that back. I don't think, I don't think that's going to be like a future plot point. Like, it's, it's not, I agree that they're not going to like walk it back, but I just don't think they're going to address it again. I know, but it's like, I, I, it's probably not going to be a plot point. None of the Fiona Cake episodes are plot points anyway, but it, I, it's just, it's out there though. How do you deal with the fact that it's, you know, an actual thing that's out there? And more to the point, how does Finn deal with that? I mean, he's the one with the bazillion questions. He has to figure this out now on his own. Now we have that to deal with. Yeah, I think we will just not address this again ever, is my interpretation. Really? I think this is just not going to be talked about. Um, I think this is potentially the Fiona and Cake finale, too. So I think it's just like a funny way to wrap up these uh, set of episodes. Um, but yeah, I'd be heavily surprised if we even brought this episode, <laughs> anything from this episode up again. I'd be very, very, very surprised. <laughs> I mean, it's like one Fiona cake per season ever since they started introducing it. So if this is the last season, I don't think we're going to get any more, which. Yeah. Okay. Now that's out there. Yeah. Even though it was like meant to be part of the previous. So there's a chance that it could have like production wise, it was eight. So it could have been there still could be a nine. But I think there's too few episodes to do another one. But see, I think it's just like a funny way to end end it. I could totally see the point of view that it takes away from the previous things. But um yeah, not expecting this to be addressed again. Other things from this episode, um, we talk. I think we talked about most of them. They're they're like doing this weird river rafting in the beginning with these creatures that uh, that was with baby shark. Yeah, that was like the most quintessential Adventure Time thing <laughs> was just these things that turn into whatever they think. Um, it's uh, the time for Ice King's boring book reading. Yeah, and uh, I love. Yeah, we had the queen. I love the Queen of Ooh. We had uh, what, Fiona, old Fiona is just an old, random old lady. That was interesting. Like this old rabbit, yeah, lady. rabbit it's lady. Kind of weird. Yeah, and she's like naked, and she just lives in this cave. Uh, and she yeah. sleeps all day and tinkers all night, yeah, t- much like myself. Yeah, tink- <laughs> tinkers with the computer and uh, stays in all the time. Yep, me, right? So yeah, it's it's uh, that was an interesting <laughs> way to address IRL Fiona, but. And- I wonder if it could be considered a sort of a critique or a riff on people who invest so much of their lives and their personality into 
TV shows or other just fandoms. Because I feel like I got that vibe somehow. Where the only thing she had to cling to was this one old TV show from the past. Yeah, that's interesting. I I wonder if they yeah if they have a desire to include like critiques like that that would be fun yeah because because I because I know like there's I mean obviously I'm not I can't riff on cosplay or fandoms I'm I cosplay conventions I am a fandom of multiple different things over the years so I can't say it's I so I so I can't criticize myself so I'm not gonna really criticize myself but there are probably people that do in real life that take it too seriously like she did where she became that character. She lived her life as just that character rather than being sort of her own individual. I don't know if that's what they were going with this, but I felt like there was that vibe in there somewhere. Yeah, it's I, I, it's an interesting interpretation. I could see that. Well, you know, whatever you got to do to live on Earth, you know. But are you really living on Earth Ooh, if you're doing wow. that? This is an interesting philosophical debate I don't that know. rivals abstract. Life is a lot of pain and <laughs> sadness. And, you know, if you got to be a person, pretend to be a TV character to cope with it, you do you. 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 What, is that, what is that particularly healthy, though? It's not so, hurting anybody. Yep. Okay. It's it's We can debate this more uh in the comment section, <laughs> who is, who is right, John or Sam, on this philosophical debate? But yeah, I think this is a good note to wrap up. Not really, but it's an interesting note to wrap up this discussion on. Let's get uh, final thoughts on abstract ketchup and Fiona and Cake and Fiona, Sam. Uh, I don't, I don't have any more thoughts. Okay, you you took all my thoughts and I said them. Yeah, sure. Sam <laughs> it used up her thoughts in the previous forty minutes of the podcast. Noted, yep. John. Final thoughts. It's great to have Adventure Time back on TV. I hope they make it a bit more regular. Uh, we're getting into the home stretch. I it's and I thought these episodes were quite lovely. It's not it, there were some good good one off episodes. I'm excited to see more. Yeah, definitely some good stuff here. Uh, very excited for all Adventure Time has to offer down the stretch run uh, at a very high quality at this point with these episodes. So uh, we'll be back Friday to discuss Whispers and Three Buckets, uh, the last two episodes that are airing this week. And then whenever Adventure Time decides to, Cartoon Network <laughs> decides to bring Adventure Time back, we'll be back then too. They're going to be airing Adventure Time the 2020 new episodes. Yeah. So they're just going to stretch yeah, it. Two episodes a year. It'll be SpongeBob now. Yeah. Oh, yes, they can. Yep, that's what's going to happen. So thanks for listening, guys. Let us know uh, what you thought of these three episodes in the comments. Um, check out OverlyAnimated.com for all our stuff. Consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Beatriz, a.k.a. Beatrix Exchange. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um, yep, we'll be back Friday with more Adventure Time and more stuff including more uh, Starverse and uh, Rick and Morty discussions and Steven Universe all coming up at OverlyAnimated.com we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening bye bye take, it- take care <laughs>